right, stop the music and uh, let's get our Omar report. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar suggested yesterday that the press and her political foes are partly to blame for the demise of her marriage. I wonder what the other parts are. That Anyway, Ilan and Ahmed have been the object of speculation and innuendo from political opponents and the media. She doesn't mention her brother here. How does he feel? This has taken a significant toll on Ilan, Ahmed, and their three children. As with all marriages, including all three of hers, this is intensely personal and a difficult time for their family. Just like any family navigating this kind of transition, Elon wishes to have the privacy, their privacy respected for themselves and their children and will not be commenting on anything any in the future. Hmm. So nothing new to be... No, she somehow is the one person on earth who can avoid commenting to media about a pending story. Everyone else has to give comments. Everyone else has to. It's a big story when they don't. But for Ilhan Omar, she gets to just keep rolling through this with no answers to these questions about potential crimes. You know what? What broke up the other family? You know, the one she was having an affair with, the, the husband that was married? Was that the press too, or yeah, it was the, the press as well? Was yeah. it? Yeah, press is causing a lot of her actions. Wow, mm-hmm. our political foes were responsible for that. Yeah, political foes. Were we the ones lighting the candle at the dinner between the two? Would you consider me a political foe? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I so, think so. I made the reservations for their first Did date. Did you really? Yeah, Why would you do that? I just, I just, as a foe, oh my god, I had a real, uh, I had a real Jeez. incentive to break up their marriage. So. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. I got that you the were best involved table in, that. in the restaurant. Really, I ordered a nice bottle of champagne. I shouldn't have done it. I, I shouldn't have done it. It's my fault. Man, my, my uh, their marriage breaking up is my fault. See, and I'm glad to hear you say that because I thought breaking up the future marriage with the boyfriend she's been right. cheating on yeah i thought i have to take that one on me oh my gosh you're yeah. kidding me no we've been you know sleeping together we haven't been doing anything but we've been sleeping together y- you and ilan omar really yeah yeah well you know i guess i was reading her history here you know mm-hmm. she got married to this guy her, the one she's breaking up yeah. with in 2002 uh-huh. but the re- union was not l- recognized legally right the couple had two children together and separated in 2008 she then married someone else in 2009 then it was official in and, 2000- but that was a that was a christian marriage a christian marriage yeah, even though she's not a christian right. then they reportedly split in uh-huh. 2011 he uh-huh. returned to the uk she'd never seen him again except for all the times they interacted on social media right but then they weren't legally divorced until 2017 they reconciled with this past husband in 2012 mm-hmm. and then stayed together then got married officially in 2018 uh, no sorry divorced 2017 married 2018 18 which yeah. leads you to was believe that a muslim that- marriage that was it. I don't know. I think that was. Okay. I think that was. She's as nuts a girlfriend as you'd think she'd be, yeah. right? Like, that's what you get from this stream of events. And, and the least, well, the least, see, the this thing is... I would come to expect least would be her dating you next. And now you're well, saying no, that's no. happening. No, no, look it, look it. This is, a, you're a foe of hers. You're a foe of hers. Right. So you see it that way. Yes. You see a woman who's flighty. And is, uh, you know, the bee flying from flower to flower to flower, right. you know, or mm-hmm. the flower flying bee to bee to bee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's not that's that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. She's just super, super religious. 
So she had a Muslim marriage. Right. She's had a Christian marriage. Mm-hmm. And we're talking now about a Hindu marriage. So, But neither of you are... Alan Omar. Makes sense. Yeah. And we are not going to be serving steak. We will not be serving steak. That's good, because yeah, it would, no not, it would not get a good reception at a Hindu no. marriage. You will like this one. You'll like this one. There you go. No uh, steak. Super vegetarian uh, mm-hmm, wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Hindu. Hindu. We prefer to call it Hindu. Right. Yeah, yeah, yes. Right. I, didn't, I didn't mean the name of the religion was vegetarian. Yeah. Please lay off her, because she's a sweet, sweet lady who just, it takes her, takes her Muslim faith so seriously you know that she advocates for sharia law uh and has a you know a christian marriage even though her <laughs> husband that she's marrying is well her brother but also a muslim uh and uh and now hindu hindu marriage so the stability is uh is questionable for someone who's leading us to a multi-trillion dollar spending future i don't i'd rather Friends have doesn't mean anything just because she can't right. stay loyal well, it's one way to put it, yeah. <laughs> All right. um, but it doesn't seem like she has this stuff squared away. It's a, it's a, she's a, she's she's interesting. I mean, I, I is she? She's a, she's an interesting. Yeah, I I think she's interesting. I'd like to pronounce it dangerous. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a I, I like your. It's is a, that southern. It's a it's That's a Western. southern. You were born in the west. Uh, it's a Seattle version of interesting. <laughs> is pronounce we pronounce it, ding- it dangerous? Wow. Yeah. To- oh, yeah, really different. Well, Seattle Hindu, you know, it's like tissues and Kleenex, kind of. Exactly you know, right. It's exactly one, right. One is just a, a little different than the other. So I, it wouldn't be as big an issue if she weren't potentially on the hook for crimes that she's committed and will not answer for. Mm. But also, apparently, shaping our future as the face of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, who can we put up there? What mm-hmm. about that girl from the Maroon Five video? She sounds right. like a good she's choice good. to lead the nation. Right. Let's she's put her good. On there. Yeah, it's interesting uh, that she doesn't have to answer for any crimes, and neither does the DNC. You know, the the, the press is really fascinating, uh, and I don't know if anybody's picked up on this, but you can have actual documents, you know, like we do on have on Ilana Mar, and let's say the DNC, Joe Biden, uh, Ms. Chalupa, uh, and uh, and others in Ukraine, and yet. The press doesn't seem interested in it. Have you noticed that? Hmm. And so they don't have to answer any questions. I'm just wondering if there's a higher authority uh, than the press that uh, might want to take this up themselves. Well, do you have some information on that? I don't. I don't. I'm just saying. You're just asking. I'm just asking. Is there someone, maybe in Washington, that might want to? I mean, you don't have any power in the House, but in the Senate, you do. The problem with that, though, is there need to be something that they could watch on YouTube that would kind of distill the information for them. We have that information. Yeah, we have that video. It's available now. And tonight, we're even adding something new to it. Uh, Tonight on TV, we're going to take a further look into the whistleblowers. um, And the whole, whole, uh, you know, entire impeachment inquiry. Nothing, nothing is as it seems. Last Thursday, we showed you everything the Democrats had been doing in Ukraine to get a baseline. The entire episode is available on YouTube. Also, uh, for Blaze subscribers, you can see the entire thing at uh, Glenbeck. Uh, I'm sorry, at uh, BlazeTV.com. But tonight, 
at 5 o'clock, we're going to take a close look into what started this whole thing, that darn whistleblower report. Now, nothing about this report is usual. From the absolute very beginning, this process has been tainted by partisanship. And I'm going to I'm going to show you first how a whistleblower report should go and then how this whistleblower report did go. Chalkboards are needed because they don't resemble one another. Uh, We're also going to show you the facts on the law firm that is now representing both the original whistleblower and now the second one that has recently come forward. And what's weird is um, one of these guys was involved in a uh, was involved in a, a movement right after Donald Trump was elected. I mean, the odds that he would find the whistleblower is just astronomical. We will give you the facts and nothing but the facts tonight at 5 p.m. You don't want to miss that. Uh, so you're saying that there's a possibility that maybe some of this stuff gets looked into further. Maybe you should expand on that. We have a couple minutes here. Maybe you could talk about the, the potentially there's a viewing a viewing party in Washington. So I want to talk to you uh, here about... Um, anything but that communist china Hmm. the latest on communist china Hmm. so the nba is uh it's 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 kind of kind of interesting how this is all coming undone people are starting to see these corporations for who they are remember they care about you they care about the little people they care about the uh, about the downtrodden they don't care about anybody who's in an internment camp in china they don't care about anybody in Hong Kong. Certainly doesn't seem like it, no. the way they're acting. Well, no, they don't. I mean, uh, Adam Silver is their commissioner, and he came in right before. Remember the Donald Sterling mess with the tapes, the, the Los Angeles Clippers racist tapes oh, yeah, that yeah, came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came in right before that and was pretty decisive with it and won over everybody almost immediately. So he's had a pretty easy road through his run as NBA commissioner. This really feels like a massive misstep, though. They completely, I think, misjudged what the American people would think about this. On the on the right, for sure, but the, on the left, too. I mean, look, there are a lot of people who disagree with us on what the tax rate should be that think the human rights abuses in China are a really freaking big deal. And they have come out with this vigorous defense of the Chinese government for some reason— Obviously, it's financial uh, and it's business related. And then they've come out with these horrible statements. They've shut down the uh, uh, you know big GM over one statement about supporting Hong Kong. And they brought out a statement yesterday. It was a disaster. It was not received well. It was, it was not a good job. They've now had a mulligan on this. They decided to release another statement. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, it's incredible. I recognize our initial statement left people angered, confused, or unclear on what who, uh, who we are or what the NBA stands for. Let me be more clear. When you have to release a second statement that begins with that, you're already down. You're, you can see the done. trouble. They feel it there. Mm-hmm. They feel it at the Good. NBA. Let them feel it because they deserve to feel it on this. Over the last three decades, the NBA has developed a great affinity for the people of China. That has nothing to do with the story. Okay. The, the idea that the, Ch- the Chinese government is cracking down on the citizens of Hong Kong has nothing to do with a regular person living in another part of China. And the NBA is trying to conflate these two, so it looks like Daryl Morey, the GM who initially started this, 
is being mean to the average citizen of China by saying stand well, with Hong because Kong. That's the not av- what he's doing. The average citizen of China is is under uh, extreme propaganda. So the average person in China thinks that mm-hmm. the Hong Kong people are actually terrorists. Right. They think they're a separatist movement, right. which they're you know, they're and not. By the way, Hong Kong is part of China, so I guess these would be Chinese citizens at least very soon. <laughs> yeah. So if you love all Chinese citizens, why are you standing <sighs> against those citizens who actually are now saying, "Hey, I'd like to have freedom of speech and freedom to uh, you know follow the dictates of." my own conscience yeah where's uh, that uh, yeah. Where, where's the where's love for that? those people no it's just it's you know like it comes to business relationship we got to get to this whole this whole statement because it's insane okay we'll get to it in just a second and i want to show you how this is all falling apart uh these companies are going to pay horrible horrible price you're on the wrong side of history all right so he says we have no problem with the chinese people right it's a bs argument they go on to say this they go into a bunch of like, look, we understand they have different systems and we understand the diversity, blah, 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 blah. Then they go this. Um, it is inevitable that people around the world, including from America and China, will have different viewpoints over different issues. You see, there's good people on both sides of this one, Glenn. Good people yeah, no, on the no, Chinese no. government communist side. No, 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 they're not. What? No, no they're there's not. There's good people on the people that killed 60 million no. um, people. The, there's some good people in that government. You know what, and you know some, what, you know what Jesse Owens? You know what Jesse Owens said? Not that. <laughs> okay, that's what that's in the documentary. That's in the documentary. He's like, I'm not he gonna. Didn't say, say that. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll have different viewpoints on different issues. It's not the role of the NBA to to adjudicate those differences. Well, what the hell has been going on the last couple of days? You've been releasing statements demeaning uh, your own p- play, your own star general manager's uh, uh, opinions. You've had the multiple teams come out. You've uh, you've pushed this side of the argument so far. You're now forced to release another statement. The NBA will not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners will or will not say on these issues. Uh, we, excuse me. We simply could not operate that way. What That's what are, you are operating that way. What has the last few days been? All it's been is about the NBA pressuring. Now, they maybe the, we will not do it overtly. We'll do it behind the scenes. That's a good <laughs> statement there, Adam. I mean, this is blatantly this is what they're doing. This is horrible. They've harassed this guy, Maury, to not only withdraw his support for Hong Kong, but to basically say, yeah, I was wrong. China's right. Now, that's a whole other statement on Maury and his backbone. But come on here. This is ridiculous. So let me go to South Park. Uh, another way to go. Mm. Here's South Park. Uh, they did an episode on China. Watch. This is all wrong. No, it's good, kids. They're loving it. Yeah, but I can't sell my soul like this. I want to get away from that farm more than anything. But it's not worth living in a world where China controls my country's art. What? I don't care how many people you have. I've got something in me that just won't let me be a part of all this. Yeah, whatever it is, I've got it too. Yeah. I want to be proud of who we are, guys. And anybody who would betray their ideals just to make money in China isn't worth a lick of spit. I mean, hello. This is before the controversy, by the way. This is every movie studio in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. 
This is we now own the NBA. It, it, the NBA, the the NFL does this with other countries. They're all doing it. Vans, the tennis shoe vans. They had a support Hong Kong protester shoe. They're pulling it now. They're pulling it. Okay. So what did South I, Park I would do? It'd be fascinating to see if China came out more overtly for a, a vaunted liberal cause against a vaunted liberal cause. Like if they came out overtly against gay marriage or something. I would I would love to see that play out. Because I these companies I believe they're not well you should look this I'm up. I'm sure they're not in support. I'm, they're not supportive of gay marriage or gay people or homosexuality. I'm pretty sure. But I mean when the when Charlotte is in a state that passed a law that said transgendered people need to go to the bathroom of their birth gender. That terribly restrictive law in in public. They pulled the All-Star game out of the city of Charlotte because of this. And yet, sickening. In China, we're talking about millions of people who are political prisoners and you're supporting their government over one of your own employees who barely even did anything. Let's be clear here. Not like he's leading an organization who's over in Hong Kong rescuing people. He, he put up a tweet and it wasn't, he didn't even write the tweet. It was a screenshot of somebody else's tweet. Here's what I like. Matt Stone and Trey Parker from South Park. They said, like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. <laughs> President Z doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live the Communist Party of China. May autumn sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China? Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. BBC investigation of Wikipedia has found that communist China is manipulating the supposed online encyclopedia, uh, uh, Wikipedia. Um, They are engaging in mass edits. The investigation found more than 1,600 edits on 22 political sensitive topics, such as Taiwan and the Hong Kong protests. Of course they're doing this. They have, they have, buildings full of people that all they're doing is trying to influence us. Do you know that there's one building, what is it, uh, 150,000 square feet, an office building in uh, Beijing, that the only thing they do there is try to hack our Pentagon servers? I mean, who thinks that China is a good friend of ours? These, these, These companies... You've got Google and Facebook helping them, helping them track, helping them edit the news, helping them block people from getting the truth in China. You have Apple building all their stuff over there. And and by the way, Apple also just uh, banned the little emoji of the Taiwanese flag uh, because, uh, you know, China didn't like it. So they banned that little emoji. If you're in, where is it, Hong Kong? Uh, Taiwan or Macau, right? Taiwan or Macau. So you can't you can't use that. Um, Unreal. You have the NBA absolutely folding. What what are we what are we doing? We think that these are our friends. They're not our friends. In fact, here's the latest. 
Women who have survived China's concentration camps for Muslim ethnic minorities have reported widespread rape, forced abortions and forced sterilization and other extreme sexual human rights atrocities. Speaking to the Washington Post, the women echo the experiences of others who have escaped the estimated thousands of concentration camps built in China. Um, the majority of the one to three million people trapped in these camps are believed majority to be Uyghurs. Others have uh, survived, have been able to use their marital status, uh, status as citizens of Pakistan or other neighboring countries to place pressure on Beijing to release them. But Pakistan isn't their friend either. Pakistan, because they have this new trading highway that's coming out of China, Pakistan wants the business. And so they're looking the other way on all of these Uyghur camps. They don't care. These companies, I think, are, I've known this for a long time, they're on the wrong side, and oh my gosh, are they going to pay a heavy, heavy, heavy price. In what way? I think they're going to be viewed as... Too much money weighs their yachts down? Is that what you're worried about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be viewed in the end as Nazi collaborators. I think that they are going to be so, I mean, look at... Look what they're doing. They're shutting people up here in the United States with a different opinion, right? They're, um, it, you, if you talk to somebody that, that you disagree with and that the, the social justice warriors disagree with, you have to be shut down. These companies are doing that right now. They're part of the social justice movement. That shines coming off the social justice movement. I want to play two examples first. Here is Ellen from yesterday, Ellen DeGeneres. She was, uh, this weekend, with uh, George W. Bush in Jerry Jones' uh, skybox here in Dallas, Texas, watching the Cowboys. Well, people went crazy <laughs> on her. Crazy. The social media just tore her apart. Here's what she said. Listen. But during the game, they showed a shot of George and me laughing together. And uh, so... <laughs> People were upset. They thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? Didn't even notice I'm holding the brand new iPhone 11. And, um, <laughs> but a lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet. And, uh, but here's one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. Listen to the applause. And, um, You're not hearing that on The View, are you? I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And I, I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have <laughs> friends who should tweeze more. And I, I have... <laughs> but just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone doesn't matter okay now let me give you a second example here's kanye west he's done another one of his sunday services the crowds are diverse and massive massive <laughs> and it's hard to understand but listen to him here that's the republican party that's the Because I chose my right in America. We got the right, right? We got our own right to our own opinions. 
right? Yeah. Yeah. But you might tell me because of my color who I'm supposed to pick as the president. You black, so you can't like Trump. I ain't never made a decision only based off my color. That's a form of slavery. Mental slavery. That's a form of slavery. So you have now two people pretty popular that are coming out and they're not sitting down. They're not sitting down. This is the new wave that is coming. This is the beginning of the pendulum swinging the other direction. People do not like this uh, hyper-partisanship where everything is political. They don't like it. And there is a freight train coming. And these companies don't see it. Mm. They don't see it. Going to the Ellen thing here for a second, beyond the fact that it's a nice moment that I like. Yeah. I I like the fact that this stuff can happen and she's Mm -hmm. so good at it. But you have to remember that in our society over the past 20 years, has there been someone who has been more persuasive culturally than Ellen? No. Think of when she's, you know, her, she comes into our public eye and she's the, she winds up, you know, she becomes a star in the, on her own show. She announces that she's gay. And the initial reaction is like, you know, not necessarily overwhelmingly positive. It wasn't um, but bad. It, was, it wasn't bad. You know, people yeah. liked her. So, yeah. they, they, But then she started kind of doing the show and it was all about that. It, you know, it seemed to be that was the focus of every episode and people kind of got, didn't, weren't really into it. And that's, hang on just a second. That is where I think America still is. Look, I don't mind you. I yeah, don't yeah. care. Just don't. Can you not make it about everything? Right. But what did she do? She could have gone the activist route after that, I think, yeah. and, and made a case and probably been very popular and raised lots of money for liberal causes by coming out and saying, they shut my TV show down because blah, blah, blah. Instead, she's been friendly with everyone. I mean, she, you know, her show has, we've had charity auctions uh, here where her show has donated like free passes to go see it. She's she's done all sorts of things to make her sh- producers have reached out to uh, people on this program. Many like I mean, it's it's not they're, a they're not they're not the buzzsaw and they're trying. They're presenting themselves as human beings who are likable. Mm-hmm. And that is and over time you've seen I mean just look at the numbers on on the the issue you'd think she'd care about gay marriage has become gone from an issue where it was in you know in the 90s it was about 20% and now it's about 60 over 60% popularity. Now I'm not saying Ellen's obviously completely responsible for that, but her approach has been far more effective than these activist groups. And there's something there for us to learn too, right? In that not just is it a nice moment, it also works. It's mm-hmm. persuasive. Mm-hmm. People when people like you, they tend to agree with you more. Mm-hmm. And if we wind up just being a group of people who, you know, who have great arguments, but everybody hates, it's not going to be, it's, it's not effective. We, you know, it's tough because I think a lot of times we get into that sort of day to day back and forth of whatever issue is out there today. We have to win that and we have to fight and we, you know, look, you got to stand up for what you believe in. But how you do it is important, too. And if you look at the long term, if you take a longer term approach, not just winning today's tweet battle, you wind up, I think, doing things differently and over a longer period of time can actually, you know, win these battles and make real change and and look, do what you can do. You can't, you're not going to win every one of them. But I think to put the best face possible on the things you believe in, you actually have to put on, you know, the, the best face you have possible. 
I think we're at the beginning of something, and I think the left, if they're smart, will um, hijack it eventually, uh, make it their idea. But I think they are so far gone. I don't know if that's going to happen. Can I give you one more example of this yeah. real quick? The What is almost a, probably the most effective video we've seen in years happened last week? Was the the video of the kid who was on the yes. stand? His yes. brother was murdered, uh, killed by a cop. It was she was you know, convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. Um, who went into the wrong apartment after going on a long day of duty? And afterwards, she said, "He said, I, look, I don't even want you to go to prison. Um, I don't. I, I I I love you. I want the best for you. And I, I hope you look to Christ. And can I give you a hug?" And then he came down and he gave the person who killed his brother a hug. Uh, and then the judge came down, and they all hugged, and it was like an incredible moment, right? Was that more effective, or was the reaction from activists more effective? Listen to this. The moment of compassion where the judge came down off the stage and gave him a hug um, was fiercely debated in the days after the trial. Some praised it as a rare and much-needed moment of humanity. Others criticized it as a potentially unconstitutional act and wondered whether a black defendant would receive similar attention in the criminal justice system. Now, of course, they, you know, point out that the judge was black. (laughs) So I don't know exactly. Uh, And then you get this. It was way out of bounds, said Andrew Seidel, a lawyer with the Freedom From Religion Foundation, which filed a complaint against the judge in Texas with the State Commission of Judicial Conduct. The group argued that Judge Kemp's decision to preach the Bible violated the First Amendment because she uh, she gave him a a Bible. Who wins that? Which side? Christian. Of course, right? Way more effective than the angry response that is just like, I don't, like, this is a clearly a good moment. These are moments that you should celebrate and try to replicate, not come at, come down on the other side. That's why I think this uh, approach to the impeachment is so important. Yeah, I think um, so too. The one we have is not defending anybody, not getting into anybody's face. It's just, hey, here are the facts. Here are the facts. This is what Obama did. This is what Chalupa did, working with the um, uh, with the embassy and the DNC. This is how the um, people that went to jail in the Ukraine were convicted for interfering with our election on behalf of the DNC. Just Donald Trump doesn't need to be mad. He really doesn't. He just needs to explain exactly what happened. Uh, when it comes to the other side and look, I don't, I don't, you know, look, if, if you were grossed out by what the president said, okay, I, I, I can see that. I can see that if you thought that it was illegal, well, let's talk about that. Let's, we should look at that. We need more. But, I don't see it yet, but I can give yeah, you more information. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. see it, but okay. We'll talk about that. I want to make sure that we turn over every stone, but in doing so, you got to kind of turn over every stone and look at this. The ones that we don't have whistleblowers on, we have the actual facts and they still, they still uh, are not all of the facts. There's still stuff that's happening and have happened in Ukraine that we don't have, but no one will do the investigation on. You don't have to be angry. You just have to state the facts. That's what that guy did. I don't want any kind of harm to come to you. I know your life will be changed if you take Jesus in your heart. And I just, I love you, and, I, and I'm sorry that this happened to you, but I want you to know there's a pathway out. That's all he's saying. Those are the facts. 
We can stick there. But we got to be solid on the facts. You can't do what the left is doing. You can't be uh, boycotting people because of bathrooms and then saying, hey, everybody, shut up. China is a good place <laughs> when they're they're exterminating people. It, it doesn't work. You'll have no credibility. And I think this is going to come to an end uh, when it starts. I think it's going to come crashing down quickly. Tonight at 5 o'clock, we have more on the impeachment. Actually, we're concentrating on the whistleblowers tonight. Something's really not wrong, uh, really not right. We have a chalkboard on it. Brand new. You don't want to miss it. 5 o'clock only on the Blaze TV. Up next, you know, everybody's singing the praises of China. Should you be? We have somebody who has looked into China deeply and will explain just what China is really up to. We go there next. You're listening to Glenn Beck.